You're listening to Biz Souls, the business podcast with an edge, hosted by me, Rona Lewis, and Jeffrey Hansler. Tune in for perspectives and discoveries about the changing world of business. It's time to connect to the heart, soul, and humor of how business gets done. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Biz Souls. I'm one of your hosts, Rona Lewis. I'm Jeffrey Hansler. I'm your other host. Rona's the better host. I'm the less better host. And that's why I allow him to say the tagline, which is... We get to the heart and soul of business and the people that make it happen. And right now, we're the ones making it happen, aren't we? Such as it is. We we have no guests today. We have no guests. It's just us. And we're talking bias. And we were bantering a little before. This is the second cut of this. We were bantering a little before about politics. And it was just getting... ah, We were sharing that as a bias thing. Yeah, we each have a bias. We were actually both moderates. I just lean one way and he leans the other and i'll give you three guesses who leans what way you can email us and or, yeah yeah, uh, we'll guess. That. yeah we'll as if it really guess. matters you know <laughs> it does matter let's put it this way we're not uh, ron and i are not going to straighten out con- congress or the senate or the no. rest of the executive and that's why you know i don't i don't even like politics because it really has nothing to do with the people it has it has to do with egos and what can i do to keep my my job and will we digress we digress uh, not we're, gonna... we're not we're not going to get into that <laughs> and well that was my that was my my pseudo silky segue into bias because I have a bias in terms of how I view it. Yeah, that was, no, no. That I'm was my that. point. You missed the point. I got the point. It was yeah. a great point. Let's talk about no, something yeah. we both enjoyed, though. <laughs> and we both watched Chris Wa- Chris Rocks. Or Chris uh, Rock or, or Chris, Chris Rock, Rock, which is the... <laughs> he was he was evidently cooking Asian food. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm having trouble <laughs> speaking today. He's having a lot of trouble doing everything today. <laughs> it has been a challenging it day. It has been. Anyway. So and he, I mean, his program was Selective outrage and you know what i loved it you know the whole thing was obvious in in his voice in his body in his facial expressions he would he would pissed he was i mean he well, was just about so many things well and you know he stuck to his he stuck to his pattern so he's yeah. got patterns that he does uh he repeats stuff as he says it'll right. say it, you know says it over and over again and jeffrey jeffrey looks for patterns that's the way that's the way you operate well and also i i appreciate comedy i always study in comedy i love it when people do it well and one of the things i'd say about chris so a lot of times when they do these specials they practice all the material multiple times of course in multiple events. Any, anything like that. I yeah. guarantee, based on what he saw, there were some jokes I know he had not tried out on anybody, and you could just see the slight bit of uh, he wasn't hesitation. Quite sure. yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't like hesitation in delivery. It was like uh, I'm not sure exactly how this is going to come out. Uh, and I think one of them, the one where he kind of danced, I can't remember what the joke was. He kind of danced afterwards and was kind of like, "Oh yeah, that joke didn't play the way he thought it was going to play." So anyway, I don't know. It was just. Just a masterful job, and yeah. Uh, yeah. he did a great job talking about it. We're going to do an homage to him, and we're going to talk about bias, and we've been trying to figure out how to cover bias in a couple of ways. We thought about situational bias as an homage to Chris, though. We're going to call this selective bias. Well, his was selective outrage. Right. And so, so that's we'll why, so it wasn't situation, it was selective. I'm you know, just saying. <laughs> like you said, this is my day. I have to argue everything. <laughs> So the idea was an homage and then selective bias, although situational bias is the same, we'll just call it selective bias as an homage to Chris. I'm with Really, you. the core of it is situational bias, and this is how we're going to break down biases. Okay, go ahead. All right. Uh, in the first part, we're going to talk about, here's the situation. And the reason is we're talking about situational bias is there are just 
There are so many biases out there. It, the list goes on and on. For yeah, example, I mean, you could you could subcategorize it as right. well. And our brains are affected by so many things. And when you begin to look at all the things that affect our brain, it it's it's my it's mind boggling. It's it's a wonder we get anything right. I mean, there's the the law of instrument, which we're not going to talk about today. You just did. Well, <laughs> true, true that, true that. Which is we have a tendency to base our base a lot of decisions without any critical thinking just on instruments the law of instruments we're trusting in with then there's So a, you mean like what kind of instruments like doctors instruments or or I mean what instrumentation sometimes like for example if you're in a house yeah. and your thought let's say your thermometer is broken okay if it said hit it if it said <laughs> something like you know it's 59 degrees even though it was like 69 uh-huh. 69 is comfortable 59 is is less Chilly. comfortable Chili. Yeah. There are people that look at this and say, oh, it's 59. I must be cold. I see. So so that's how, you know, and then there's uh, illusion of validity, uh, which we're overconfident with our predictions. So we may, once you make a prediction, you're kind of bound to that and you start looking for ways that it's going to come out. Got it. Which is why doubling down. Which is like confirmation bias. Yeah, yeah, and that ties into confirmation. We're not going to talk about all of those. We're just going to talk about those. Thank God we'd be here for hours. We're going to talk about the main ones that apply to what happens, what biases affect us in a crisis right so this so, is the first one and, and this, we're gonna have and a series let's on define this. a crisis like what do you mean by a crisis well a crisis is something uh, let's say you're on a ship and the ship begins to sink that would be a crisis i and, would say yes yeah well, do, do you think <laughs> you know like on the titanic it didn't you know, i would not be playing the violin watching other people get into boats <laughs> Correct. So, what are crises that could happen at work? What are some crises that could happen at work? You mean Somebody, like when you, when you lose a, a a big client? Could be a, yeah, you lose a big client. That's a great crisis that happens uh, as you are working on something, and this used to happen all the time in it when computers are you know we were working on Osborne computers and we were adding files to the database. And you had to save it all the time because every once in a while the Osborne would just shut off oh, and you'd lose I, all the work. I've never even heard of an Osborne computer. And our, and That's the, probably why if they just shut off in the middle. And this company I was working at where this gal was doing all this data entry, you would just hear when that happened. You'd hear him just go, oh. oh. <laughs> and it would be like, you know, when it happened the first couple of days, it was like half a day's work. And then oh. she just learned she yeah. had to save it every two minutes. Which Yikes. Took I've time. never heard of a computer doing that unless there was a, a you know a blackout unless they're you know the way they're made now is like oh look here spend three thousand dollars on a computer and last you for nine months and then you have to get a new one exactly so uh the ones that came up and to tell you that you know we in playing around with this we yeah. just decided we were having trouble figuring it out so i went to chat gpt that you do and, oh yeah, yes we did and uh yeah and, and i typed out uh, what are what are the most common biases that are prevalent during a crisis? Okay. And it came back with confirmation bias, a- availability bias, groupthink, hindsight, and optimism bias. I know what all of them are except availability bias. The question is, do our leaders know? I mean, our listeners. <laughs> Not our li- well, our listeners are our leaders. You could be leaders. There's... So uh, let's cover these real quick. Let's just go over let's. them. So, and then let's, uh, as we're talking about it, let's think about, as we think about stories and situations where we've experienced or seen this or something. Well, you know, everybody, uh, confirmation bias is prevalent in, in every, everybody wants 
wants to look for things that will confirm their their own beliefs. Right. Let's think about confirmation bias in a situation of a crisis or something like that. So here, here's confirmation bias. Okay. Here's the first one. Uh, this bias occurs when people seek out and interpret information in a way that confirms their pre-existing beliefs. Right. And during a crisis, people may be more likely to look for information that confirms what they already believe rather than considering alternative perspectives. Right. So they, so they don't allow themselves that divergent thinking, like how else can we do this? They, they get well, also, uh, people get stressed out in in a crisis, so they can't see like that. They're, I, I like that better than, the, than where you're going with the first one. The first one, it sounded like we're in charge of our brain. We're no, not no, no, we're not. Not, not at all. So and what happens is a crisis, your adrenaline gets running. Right. Your visionaries. Literally, narrow. literally and figuratively. Oh, yeah. Yes. And what happens is we become afraid. And right. what do we seek when we're afraid? Control. Control. And so one of the ways we grab on to control, we grab on things we are know right and and we don't give ourselves the time to take a breath and see what's all around us because basically we're in a state of panic right well, in a crisis confirmation bias maybe it might be you're working with an employee uh, maybe you haven't the employee has been unreliable and a couple things mm -hmm. has failed you on a thing sure and then a lot they come out and they say oh yeah the report I was working on just crashed or I lost it or the printer messed it up and my dog ate it instead <laughs> of uh, dealing with the situation some people leaders or maybe managers or whoever the report was due to appear, yes. they might then attack the person rather than the situation. They might not stick around to find out that it really wasn't this person's fault. And so that's how confirmation bias comes okay. in. Okay. And there you go. Right. So um, let's do the, the uh, you want to do the, yeah, the second one? Yeah, read the next one? Okay, I will, because I don't know what the heck it is. So this is a v availability bias. This bias occurs when people overestimate the importance of information that is easily available to them. So during a crisis, crisis, people may be more likely to focus on information that's widely reported in the media or that they hear from friends and family rather than considering information that may be less readily available, but more accurate. If it's on the internet, it must be true. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And if, if it's on Wikipedia, that's a fact. <laughs> and one of the problems with leadership is you're, if you're a trusted leader and you have an idea of something in that where you're trying to be creative or innovative, and the leader comes in. Am I keeping you up? <laughs> I am keeping you up on this. Yeah. yeah. I see Verona runners over here. She's going, she's fighting down a yawn. Go ahead, right. tell your story. It just, it's, yeah, look, no, it's, good. it's good. Look, if, if, if a leader has had successes in the past, you have mm -hmm. a tendency to go with that because you know, okay, here's a fact right in front of me. Mm -hmm. the leader, the leader's here. The leader has been successful in this. They're saying this is true. So it must be true. And so we have a tendency to go with them. Which is not necessarily the sign of a good leader because a good leader would let everyone else say their ideas because they would, that would lead to groupthink, which is what the next one is. Well, and I think these two are tied together. And I think, I think both, so too. Yeah. And so uh, let's talk about groupthink okay, and then ahead. we'll just do the old historical one that everybody always talks about. Groupthink is where uh, a group of people make a decision that is not necessarily in their best interest because they are more concerned with maintaining group harmony there you go. than with considering all the options. In a crisis, people may be more likely to conform to the opinions of the group and not the, the voice of dissenting opinions. And this is where we got in trouble with the Bay of Pigs. Kennedy and 
in his cabinet. They had just gotten the Russians to, or the uh, Soviets to back down and remove the uh, nuclear weapons they were sending over to Cuba or the material to build the nuclear weapons in Cuba. And so Kennedy administration would think, oh, we got to win. We're doing great. And so then when they were planning the Bay of Pigs, they all kind of agreed with the, uh, Kennedy's idea of it and how you should handle it. And it was a complete disaster. disaster. It cost a lot right. of lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, in business, where does group think and say availability bias? Do you have a Do you have an example off the top of your head? Not off the top of my head. However, I do know that when a leader has too much ego and says automatically, you know, we need to do it this way, that people are fearful of losing their their jobs or their credibility, so they just go along with it. Okay. And that's why I like Ed Catmull's Creativity, Inc., because he has everybody's opinion in, you know, so that the movie comes out well. Right. And he gets everybody's opinion so that he, that's one of the tips right. that would be that's right. get other people involved. Do the opposite of what you think yeah. based on getting more information. So groupthink and availability bias. Um, I was on a board association that I'm part of and they just, the, the groupthink was intense and anything that came in that the group didn't uh, get along with and they wanted you to get along with mm-hmm. things. And I have to tell you too, it affected me because I had been fighting them about this individual. I said this individual was doing all kinds of things that were hurting the association. Nobody was listening. They couldn't believe that it was being done. Then when they found out that he was doing the things I said, no, they couldn't go with that. They also had to bring other issues in. And they didn't have the proof that he had also done that. And they they were asking to remove him from the membership because of these things, because they were really hurting the organization. And on groupthink, because of the way they presented the argument to kick him out, I shouldn't have voted for it. Uh. I mean, I knew the guy needed to go. Mm-hmm. I voted for it just because everybody else, it was a un- I made it unanimous. Yeah. And I was holding out and I was arguing that we shouldn't vote on this. We should introduce other items and they couldn't do it. And finally, I just kind of gave in. And it was a right decision from a standpoint. So it wasn't unfair. Although I could see how this gets an unfair, you know, with law... Uh, Courts and juries, I bet they group think really affects. Oh, them. I'm 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 sure it does. There's you know always one, not always, but a lot of times there's a dissenting vote that holds everyone up, and everybody right. tries to convince them just just change your vote so we can get out of here. Right, and that's not necessarily the best way to go. And there have been times when that one person can convince the others through their observations or whatever that other people didn't necessarily see because all they wanted to do is get out there. And we don't know what other people think and their reasons for agreeing. Absolutely. Uh, You want to take the second one? Or the third one? Or the fourth one, actually. The fourth one. I I meant (laughs) to say. Not that we can count. (laughs) Really? It's the details today. I meant to say next one, not second one. It's just. Okay. Hindsight bias. So this bias occurs when people believe that events that have occurred were more predictable than they actually were. During a crisis, people may be more likely to believe that they knew it all along. They knew it would happen rather than acknowledging that the situation was unpredictable and uncertain. I just knew I was going to say that. I just knew it. And yeah, so people think they're more intuitive than they actually are. When I know I'm intuitive, I can say it before it. Uh, and yes, I think uh, we're all guilty of hindsight. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Of course, you know, I have these 
activities. I don't like to use the word games. You know that when when I do my play programs, one of the warm ups that I do is have these sayings and and words and things like that that are almost like pictographs where the the play is in where the letters are placed and the spaces in between. So the mind has to fill it in and it changes uh, from left brain to, to right brain. So you, you get more creative. And once you see the answers, people are like, oh my God, I've got, I, I had a... Excuse me, I had a feeling or so, or something like that. And it's like, no, you didn't because you would have said it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I so, thought hindsight bias was when you go to the dressing room, you look behind you at the mirrors and you go, oh. No, my, that's, that that's hiney bias. <laughs> no, no. Hindsight bias. And, and you can tell what drives it as all of these. All of these are driven by fear. This is the yeah. reason biases come in. So you're afraid mm -hmm. something's happened and you want to feel comfortable about it. So you say, oh, I knew that was going to happen. So it feels like, you, you know, oh, this isn't a surprise to me. I'm, it's a it's way of under lying to control. Yourself. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Lie I never lie to myself. Everyone else, maybe, but not yeah. to myself. Right, right, right. <laughs> and then there's optimum bias. And this bias occurs when people believe that they are less likely to experience negative events than others. During a crisis, people may be more likely to believe that they will not be affected by the crisis, leading them to take unnecessary risks or not prepare adequately. Can you say Titanic? Yeah. That's true. And, you know, I actually have a friend who is guilty of optimism by bias. He's one of these people who is always, oh, oh, that's OK. It's OK if if my car doesn't work, I can just take the bus. You know, it's that it's that fake happiness. You know, the uh, not it, it's not force fun, but he's one of these people and he's one of these people who feels that, you know, there's always a bright side and he, he refuses to feel the feels that are appropriate in the moment so talk about brains lying to him and you know because he's he wants to be a coach for for business and for changing people's mindsets and it's like you know you have to realize that people are human yeah. also you don't have to always be optimistic and i'm i'm a pretty sunny person i'm always smiling and i get you know very well i have my my moods and i get pissed off and upset and things like that and then i have resilience and then i bounce back after bitch slapping people so it's much easier for me. That felt really good. Now I can go back. And at the same time, you know, optimism by it's just false. It was that um, uh, bitch response, resp uh, a, another homage to Chris because he just did that whole. He just rant. yeah on on the, uh, on the on the on the slap. Now, yeah. his talent is so good. Anyway, if you if you haven't seen it. It's it's well worth it. Was it on Netflix or on HBO? It was on Netflix. It was and on, it was, on and it was live. It's the first time they've done that. So we actually saw the recorded version. We didn't yeah. see the the live yeah. version. It was and it is well worth it to really see his his talent as well as his. It 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 wasn't a talk on on bias, but there are some some points that are that that definitely are are covered in this. The one of the things I see optimum um, optimism bias happens when there's a change of leadership. Uh -huh. uh, a new board comes in uh, or a new management comes in and they have a tendency to think that there's not they can manage what's going on in the environment with the employees. And the problem is, if it's a negative culture, if it's an unhealthy culture, who whomever comes in is going to have to deal with that. Well, that. Yeah. And they, if they, they think have it's to know what they're easy, getting. It's not going right. to be easy. Right. And that's that's a very good point i think they're 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 starting at a very bad place when they come in especially if 
someone is hired without really knowing anything and and from the outside as opposed to being promoted from within because right. nobody knows you know what's going on and they come in with this is going to be great we're going to have a good time and i'm going to make things right and they they don't know what they're doing with you know? right right so, yeah, anyway. well it's difficult it's difficult and and as you said human beings you know uh, my professor had this great he said you know being a, a university professor is the greatest job in the world except for the students right so there you go but i'm bummed yeah exactly he'll be here till thursday try the veal okay so uh, in our tips as we look at these and again there are more biases that pop in this is just one breakdown of the right. biases right these are just and, basic ones yeah and this is what uh, ai is telling us it is so i that that's funny and it was not we got it off the internet so it must be true must be true <laughs> Exactly. So let's put this into tips. So I think the biggest tip from me is you have to realize that in a crisis, your first reaction is that fear and that adrenaline rush. Things are going. And the minute you get fearful, the uh, the very the thing that human beings seek is control. And mm -hmm. they look for any kind of control, even a false control, either a, a control that they knew it was going to come, knew that they uh, they know it's going to work out for them. They know they knew they know all the things are going to happen. They uh, also they're not going to have to worry about everybody just green. Everybody's going to give their best. And, you know, they're they're not going to be influenced by when they hear the information or the solutions or what to do. And they're not going to be looking for, you know, confirmations. And you have to understand we are all susceptible to these. And these biases help us get through the day. They give us that sense of hope that we can get through the day. The idea is to manage them. And that's what emotional intelligence is about. What I have to do for myself, because I'm a, a very A-type personality, you, you mentioned it right away, the word react in a crisis, most of us just react to what's going. And what we need to do is take a step back and just take a breath, you know, unless there's bombs going on around you, you there's there's times, you know, in the in the workplace, unfortunately, <laughs> with all the gun violence going on, you never know. Most times there's no blood. So you can just take a step back and look and, and see and ask yourself, is this true? What I am thinking, you know, is this really true or am I just thinking it because it's me and my ego is getting in the way and I'm concerned with being out of control when the fact is, if anything is outside of ourselves, it's totally out of our control. We can't we can't control what people do, what people think, how they how they react to situations. The only thing we have is right now and ourselves. And if we can just breathe and take it all in and really see the options I think the, the biases won't disappear completely because it takes practice and a lot of it is ingrained and it will make a big difference in terms of the, the end point and what happens and the options that you have. Excellent points, Rona. I'm glad you're my podcast par partner. You, uh, I think he also you, gave me 20 bucks. So yeah, he has exactly, <laughs> exactly. I think that's it for this one. It is. That's our, that's our story. We're sticking to it. I'm Rona Lewis. I'm Jeffrey Hansler. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Biz Souls podcast with your hosts, Rona Lewis and Jeffrey Hansler. Did you have fun? Subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Talk to you next week.